0: Today, I'm reading to you from John 6, verse 35, verse 47 through 58. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Truly, I say to you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which comes down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. The leaders of the Torah strove amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is meat, and my blood is drink. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats of me will even live by me this is the bread which came down from heaven that he that eats of this bread will live forever now I'd like you to enter in with me as Jesus is walking with the soldiers and the scribes and Pharisees on the way to be sentenced before Pilate this is an excerpt from a writing called I was thinking of you And it's written in the person of Jesus Christ. As the leaders of the Temple of Jerusalem, my own chosen descendants of Abraham, those chosen to be priests that minister before me, burn incense to me, sacrifice to me, and pray to me, lead the people in the name of Adonai, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Ehad the priests of the tribes of Aaron, and the teachers of the Torah, these holy men of Israel, as these leaders, along with the Roman guards, led me to be accused before Pilate, I was bound and bleeding. The strong hands of the soldiers held my wrists harshly after they had spit in my face and pounded me with their fists. They had blindfolded me hit me in the head and shouted, Prophesy! Prophesy! Who is it who hit you? If you are the Messiah, tell us! Many other insults were slung at me, insults which hurt as much as the physical blows. But I spoke not a word. I remained silent, for I was thinking of them, as I am thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. When you have come to insult me your messiah your savior your lord when you bind me in your opinions blindfold me while you smite me in the face with your blasphemies and hope that i do not see when you find safety surrounded by a small group of persons strong and loud And somehow, even if you do not initiate the hitting, you find your hand raised in the heated fervor of the moment. As you insult me, use my name in vain, as you raise your hand to strike a child, to assert control over a person of weaker physical strength than you, a man to a woman or a stronger enemy to a weaker one, perhaps out of ignorance, perhaps out of fear, And you think that I am blindfolded, that your God does not see what is done in secret? But what you have done to these little ones, you have done unto me. And it is for you on that day that you realize what you have done. Your hands are stained with blood and there is no way to undo what you have done. It is for this moment I came to die. It is for you I keep silent as I walk this lonely path to the execution that awaits me. For when the death sentence awaits you, I, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, have been executed for you. We are all dead men walking. Our sentence is set. But even now, I am walking that sentence in your shoes. For I love you. I am thinking of you. Some drops of blood spilled onto the arms of my assailants; Their hands were stained with my blood. What they failed to realize is that one drop of my blood shed for each of them was enough to atone for the blood on their hands, is enough to atone for the blood on your hands. Their sins now and forever your sins now and forever atoned, forgiven, with one drop of my blood poured out for you, even the sins of these men leading the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, to the cross, even your sins as you lead me to your own cross to nail me with your violence, your acts of defiance, The drops of my blood running down my cheeks from the blows of your hands as you have smote me is spilling on your hands. As you walk your sentence, sentencing me, I am proclaiming you free. I am your advocate at the right hand of the Father. I sit in the death seat as you deserve to die for what you have done. I am dying for you as you walk to the judgment seat of God stop look at me lift your eyes look at me you can find forgiveness with just one breath uttered to me in humility stop lift the blindfold you have put on my eyes lift the blindfold and you will see me looking at you with eyes of love. I kept silent. I did not defend myself as the soldiers struck me, for in my silence I was defending them. I was quietly saying to the Father, forgive them, they don't know what they are doing. Forgive them, place your wrath, your righteous anger on me instead. I had to die for them, They didn't know what they were doing, just as you so often don't know what you are doing in your sin and your pride. Adam and Eve sinned when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You shall be like gods, the serpent lied to them. Their pride led them to eat of the tree. They questioned God's command to eat of any tree Accept the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Of this you shall not eat. On the day you eat, you will surely die. But like us, they wanted to find out for themselves, thus breaking God's command. It is written, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Adam and Eve at that moment did not fear God. So instead of eating knowledge... They were lied to and had forsaken the very beginning of knowledge, which was to fear God, just as often you forsake the beginning of knowledge to fear and reverence the Lord, your God, above all things. I knew they would fall in the garden. I knew you would fall on the day that you turned from me and decided to eat the fruit of the tree of the lie. It tasted so good at first, as you were tempted with that first delicious bite of death. You may not have thought one bite would lead you to death. You may have even known that you were disobeying God, deciding to partake of a lie. But one bite led to another. And even though you found yourself naked, exposed, and alone, you would rather place a fig leaf over your private thoughts rather than admit you may have been wrong perhaps God was right after all and you have just eaten the forbidden fruit with Eve and tasted it alongside Adam for I fear unless by any means just as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtle lies so your minds might be corrupted from the simplicity that is found in Jesus the Messiah. It is written, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yet so often you yourself are before me. You place yourself before me. You place your religion, your rules, your place in the synagogue before me. The one true and living God I am that I am, Jehovah. Here I was, their Messiah, part of the Elohim, the Adonai of Israel, the God that is God, is one God, walking with them, bleeding for them. But their pride was so thick, they had exalted their own revelation. Oh, how they searched the Torah, yet it is the Torah which speaks of me. And I stood before them as I stand before them now. And they do not come to me that they might know me, their Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. When he saw it, he was glad. I spoke to the rabbis of the temple. The teachers of the Torah answered, You are not even 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? I answered them, Truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. They picked up stones to throw at me, just as you pick up your stones to throw at me, your Messiah, your Lord. Perhaps the stones they threw originated in their stony hearts. Perhaps your stony heart provides a rubble heap of stones to throw at me. Sometimes a lie is easier to swallow than the truth. A lie goes down easy, doesn't get caught in your throat, doesn't expose who you really are. Eventually, however, the fruit of the lie begins to rot. Somehow in the pit of your soul, the lies you have eaten begin to mold, then pour out poison which permeates your entire system of beliefs affecting your emotions, your mind, a poison which is pumped through your heart as you have chosen to eat of the lie, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the desire to be as a god. And now, you on the throne of your own life, ruling your universe from your self-centered kingdom, lusting for more and more knowledge, yet forgetting the maker and creator of your soul. You are now lost in a labyrinth and find yourself forever circling back to the entrance, the point of when you bit the forbidden fruit of death. Except now the entrance to the Garden of Eden, paradise is guarded by two huge warrior angels with swords. You are cast out into the wilderness of endless knowledge, yet void of peace. There is no redemption after eating the tree of death, other than to eat of the tree of life. And here I am, standing before you. I am he. In Jeremiah I prophesied, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of Egypt. This will be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts and will be their God and they will be my people. At the last Passover I celebrated with my disciples. I said to them, Take this bread This is my body, which I give for you. Drink this cup. This is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. I am the living bread, which came out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. The bread is my body, which I give for the life of the world. Except you eat of the body of the Son of Man, the Messiah, Jesus, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats of my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him or her up on the last day. Blood symbolizes life, which belongs to God. My blood poured out for you is the eternal life nectar of the fruit of the tree of life of your God. I pour out my blood for you. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. There is no other way. This is the way, the way of redemption, the way back to the garden. Although not the garden of Eden, but to the throne of heaven, New Jerusalem, where there will be no more lies, no death. As I said to the thief next to me on the cross, this day you will be with me in paradise. As I, the Messiah, walked in the wee hours of the morning, just before dawn, to be sentenced before Pilate, I was with the soldiers, but I was not of them. I was with the leaders of the temples, the teachers of the Torah, were leading the band. I was with them, but not of them. Each of their steps were coated in the blood of guilt as they led their Messiah, the chosen one of Adonai, the Son of God, the one they had been waiting for. I was paving their path to paradise with the very blood of myself. As each drop of my blood fell into their footprints, each step was atoned for, forgiven, My blood, the perfect blood sacrifice of the Lamb of God, covered each step of their sin and pride, their sin of ignorance, of taking their Messiah, their Lord, their Anointed One, to stand to be sentenced to the death that they themselves deserved. I paved the path with blood, for I was thinking of them, as I am thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now, For this reason I walked bleeding, saying not a word, for I was thinking of you, I was atoning for you.
1: Jerusalem Love